0: Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network.
1: Live Aid was one of the biggest rock and roll concerts ever thrown. On July 13th, 1985, dozens of some of the biggest acts in music performed at Wembley Stadium in London and JFK Stadium in Philadelphia to raise money to fight the devastating famine in Ethiopia. Organized in just 10 weeks, the show was attended by 72,000 people in London and 100,000 people in Philadelphia while another 1.9 billion people in 150 countries watched on the television. That means 95% of the TVs on Earth at that time watched that concert. The show raised $127 million and more than 75 acts performed, including Queen, U2, Bowie, McCartney, Madonna, Tom Petty, The Beach Boys, Clapton, Duran Duran, Judas Priest, Run DMC, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and Santana. The Stones backed up Bob Dylan. Ozzy reunited with Black Sabbath for the first time in five years. And Led Zeppelin played for the first time since Bonzo's death in a terrible performance with Phil Collins on drums. We're going to cover it all in this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 56. My name is Bruce Kramer, and I'm so happy to be here talking about the almighty kick-ass power of music with you tonight. And I'm extra happy because I get to do that with my good friend and my co-host, Mr. Boombastic Ryan McCusker.
2: Are you rocking?
1: Prisoners of Rock and Roll is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and we're sponsored by Boldfoot Socks, as well as McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia. Live Aid! Yeah, baby! a home game for us man right being in
2: philadelphia Oh, i remember it. i remember it happening you know i remember all south philadelphia was buzzing that live aid and you know um who was going to be there and it, it being a young guy at that time too it's like i had vivid memories of it going on in south philadelphia
1: yeah and mccusker's tavern is walking distance to down there where the yeah, JFK stadium mean, was
2: yeah jfk was huge man JFK was where now is the Wells Fargo Center. It was so big. I mean, you have to go to YouTube and see some of this footage from Live Aid to understand how fucking big it was. I remember we had it on TV and it being on MTV, we watched the shit out of it. But I I vividly remember going to my uncle's house to go to the pool and they had it on also. So I got a big piece of it. I saw a big piece of it at a young age. I remember it vividly. It's like I said in the monologue too, man. Just the thought that
1: 95% of all the TVs in the world, like 1.9 billion people watched it wow. when it happened. It's just like, yeah, like uh we talked in something before about how many people watched the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. And that number was like through the roof. But this is even, Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, you know, think of any, you know, whatever the Last episode of MASH or the Super Bowl or anything like this right. dwarfs all of that. It. Right.
2: It's amazing with the power rock and roll could do.
1: It was at like I was talking to the warden for something the other day and he was like, I don't really remember that much about Live Aid. I was just rattling off some of the names like off the top of my head and he was like, oh shit, wow, that's really, yeah,
2: he's I was a like, little dude, younger. He's a little younger than us. So yeah,
1: yeah, you know. yeah. And it's also, I mean, this is who's who in rock and roll. Yeah, sure. Right.
2: I had um, stagehands, allegedly, I mean, talk about legendary things that happened down at the Live Aid site all my life. So I heard about, like, Bob Dylan hanging out in the green room all goddamn Bay with Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood getting blasted. blasted yeah, uh, we'll get
1: to that. They were hammered. Uh,
2: yeah. uh, you, you should see it on on youtube it's like oh my god i've seen people like that down at my like easily.
1: <laughs> so i think way we're gonna go through this is we're just gonna um maybe we'll talk a little bit about how the show came together because i got some stuff on that like the cool. business end of it because they pulled us together so quick
2: too yeah it was it was hard to convince everybody to play it
1: yeah and then i think we're just gonna run through like we'll run through the list of artists in the uk and then we'll go through the list of the u.s and it's just stuff we want to talk about um We didn't put together a playlist for this, but there is like the whole thing is on. There's a Spotify playlist with the with all this stuff. And almost all of it is on YouTube as well. And I've got some stuff on the TV broadcast, but let me let me back up a minute. So, uh, I mean, there's so many performances to this. Yeah. Uh, The artists were all held to 20 minutes. I looked up how much a a ticket to go see this in Philadelphia was thirty five dollars. Wow. I mean, Crazy.
2: Outrageous prices, right? Like, who do they think they are? Live 30 right. thirty-something dollars? Uh, how dare them! Uh,
1: yeah. I think the I think the London show was about the same too. It was like wow, well, I'm sure it was like ten bucks or ten pounds, and then like a twenty-five pound like with uh, the charity. But so, all right, I would back all the way up and talk about like why did they do this? Because I even thought I was thinking about this, and I, I watched the entire thing this week, like all sixteen hours of the broadcast. Wow. But, when I like when you and I were growing up, the images of that in Ethiopia are what I thought of about Africa.
2: Sure. I mean, just from uh, the footage that they would show from We Are the World, you know, you would see homeless people in Springsteen videos, you know.
1: It was totally my pit. Like I just thought everybody was starving. And I never really knew why. And I even went down the rabbit hole. This week and I was researching like, why was there a famine and what was going on? You know, I just I can't just uh accept something at face value. I have to dive into it any but uh oh so, yeah, you're and, a psycho. Yeah, I just I have to know everything about everything when I'm trying to learn, which is why you know this show is just uh that's why we why do every- you have
2: a, that's why you have a podcast, my friend.
1: Right. That's why we do a show every two weeks because I, I go so batshit researching and reading everything I can. But yes, um the BBC did a documentary on the famine in Africa. And in 84, Bob Geldorf, who is the singer for the Boomtown Rats, right. And Mid Mid who is in the band Ultravox, they decided like we're gonna get together and do something to raise money. And they did Band-aid. So they did right. that, do you know it's Christmas time? And then which is really they pulled that together really quick too. The documentary came out in October. The song came out they recorded the song in late November. And they released it four days later. Wow. And it raised a shit ton of money. And Bob Geldorf was like, dude, we could do more. So then Bob Geldorf decides he's going to do these uh, these events. And he's like, we're going to set it up. So there's two stages and two venues. So one band could play. And meanwhile, on the other stage, a band is setting up. So it would be like bouncing right, back right. and forth. And right. it's just constant music. And I thought it was really cool. So Bob Geldorf starts calling in favors for everybody he knows in music and he was selling it by telling artists that other people was doing it. So he would go to Elton John and be like, Hey man, you got to do this. Bowie is doing it. Yeah, and then he would uh, call Bo- and then he would call Bowie and be like, you got to do it. Elton John is doing it. Uh, and he just kind of like suckered them all into doing it.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Like I, I heard, I heard he had a hard time convincing people to like, like half of the artists even knew that, that they were going to play like Duran Duran learn like the week ahead of time and they went and they rehearsed for the first time in like a year and they they fucking killed it at live aid in philly but it was like a lot of things like a last minute get together i'm sure the same thing with sabbath like oh here's our opportunity let's go
1: a lot of these artists too i started looking at like who wasn't there And there is some like Michael Jackson's not there. And there's, there's there are some big names and I didn't want to get into it too much. I was kind of like, let me focus on what's going on. But the one artist who wasn't there and I messaged you about it this week was Springsteen. Right. And Springsteen had just gotten married to his first wife and he had just come off the road for the Born in the USA tour. And Geldorf even moved the show a week. He moved it back a week. It was actually supposed to happen a week earlier. And he pushed it back thinking, if I give Springsteen an extra week off, maybe he'll do it. And Bob Geldorf said he was backstage at a Springsteen show and the Born USA tour. And he went up to him and was like, hey, Bruce, what's going on? And Bruce looked at him and said, hey, Bob, I'm not doing it. Don't ask. And he just said, basically, he's like, dude, I have to go on a honeymoon. My wife's going to kill me. But they said Springsteen paid for the stage at Wembley. And he let them use a lot of that equipment and shit. That, like, the his stuff is uh, all his from he had just played. Oh, Liberty. I didn't know that. So he just, like, he did write a check and covered a lot of the expenses of it. So I thought it was kind of cool. First, I I never
2: like, heard that.
1: Yeah. Pretty I never even
2: thought about it until you talked about it that Springsteen and he wasn't, wasn't
1: there. there.
2: I'm like, oh, yeah, Springsteen wasn't there.
1: Yeah. And Michael. been perfect. Michael Jackson. Um, yeah. Some, I've seen, I, I had a.
2: Culture I can see Club. why Michael. I can see why Michael wouldn't be there. He's just so fucking big. You know, he, he was, sell out. He was doing something with. He was recording some albums.
1: I just like Prince wasn't there. The Eurythmics, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Culture Club. There's some other. You know, Tears for Fears. There's a couple really big artists. But I started looking into why they weren't. And I was like, you know what, man, let's focus on all the cool shit of why they were there. So awesome,
2: yeah, man. Right That's, on, yeah.
1: It's also important to note, too. At the time. No, TV had never done anything like this. It was the most ambitious like broadcast in history at the time. Yeah,
2: I mean, what happened like this before this?
1: It was all broadcast over satellite. Even like we'll get to the Mick Jagger David Bowie the duet that they did, but they wanted to do that with Bowie in London and Jagger in Philly, but the technology didn't exist. They they wouldn't be able to it would be a delay and it, it wouldn't have worked. So they recorded it in the studio.
2: Oh, wow to be cool. true
1: they tried they wanted to do it synced up and they're just like there was you know whatever <laughs> they it wouldn't it wouldn't work so all right so I, I in front of me I have the set list of every yard every song that everybody wrote but I'm not you know so uh first oh, somebody yeah. they they uh, the Coldstream guards come out and they do like very British the Royal salute they yeah. play God save the Queen. status quo they wrote that song Rockin' all over the world they had Fogarty uh became famous for a band called the style council then the boomtown rats that is bob geldorf's band they did a uh, he that comes song, out Alec mondays
2: and he, does, uh, he comes out does a great performance of mondays you know yeah, he's, he, he's a great songwriter
1: yeah he's more um I think he's more thought of now because of all this charity work that he did. Oh but, sure yeah you
2: know. he's Sir Bob Geldorf.
1: Yes he's been knighted he was. He was knighted because of this. Adam Ant comes out. He did a song called "Viva la Rock." It was pretty cool. The band Ultravox. They come out next. Ultravox. I said the one dude was a midgeuray. He was involved in planning all of this. And then Spando Ballet comes out, and they sang that song. True. I was just. I was really digging that man. It's just like a great '80s
2: classic. I don't remember any of these bands. Oh, uh, hang on. Uh, I don't, don't think true. Or I don't one. remember their names. I probably recognize their songs. Uh, here you go. You know the song. Oh, really? That's What's the band called?
1: Bando Ballet.
2: That's who plays this song? Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Hey, we don't need to play the whole thing.
2: This is a cool pop it, well, song. Wow, they played Live Aid. That's it. A- yeah. That's a huge yeah, a, 80s cultural song, man.
1: Sure, there's a couple 80s like Simple Minds is in here. They pop yes. up a little later. They play that. Yeah, they got one of the best songs of the 80s. Elvis Costello comes out, and oh, you know what, dude? Let me let me back up to some of this stuff. Isn't on the television broadcast because the way the broadcast was set up, certain acts like if you were in the United States, you know, the they went to commercial, so you just didn't see certain things. And then by the time it you know came back, like oh man, you missed a couple songs. So like, Elvis Costello played like "Pump It Up," but it's not on the YouTube. It's not on the video. Wow,
2: that sucks. It's not
1: on Spotify. He did do "All You Need Is Love" by the Beatles, and I just wanted to play the intro because I think the intro is just so cool. Here, cool, yeah. sing this old Northern English folk song.
3: There's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can sing that can't
1: be done. I I love it. The the crowd goes crazy. The whole crowd is singing the chorus and he's also only there with a guitar. He doesn't have a backing band. So it's really cool. Okay.
2: No, himself. it sounds wonderful.
1: I like yeah. Elvis Costello. I love Elvis. I think he's, Absolutely. I think he's
2: great. You, you ever hear the Burt Bacharach shit he did? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, I had totally forgotten about that, man. There's some of that great was on stuff. the.
1: Yeah, it was right around when Austin Powers came out. Yes. Great stuff. Oh. Good call, dude. I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah, man. Nick Kershaw. He's the singer for A Kestrel Mover Maneuvers in the Dark, OMD. They were kind of an 80s band.
2: Sade. Come back. Sade. Shot- Shade. Sade.
1: She is great, man. She has yeah. such a great voice.
2: I just heard her on the radio this week and I thought about the same thing. I'm like, she has something about her. It's just yeah. so different than everybody else in that time period.
1: I mentioned it when I said I was talking to the warden. I said that she played and he was like, oh, she kind of sucks. I was like, dude, you're out of your mind, man. Dude, yeah. she had a voice. He said, nobody sounded like that, dude. She had such a great voice. Very um, smooth. Yeah, I I got some stuff from her Uh, She's a
2: smooth operator, dude
1: Yeah, she didn't play that But here's Your Love is King from Sade Just that voice, dude Your love is
3: king Crown you in my heart Your love is king Heart, your and ring and round, and
1: round and round my head touching the very part of me. And my soul, see. great her voice is like uh i don't like it's sultry okay it's like uh yeah it's like got a little it's a little deeper sound it's not real yeah. high pitch it's just really cool i always liked her
2: i, I was, always have to like she's yeah. like um somebody that can Appreciate things more than just rock and roll and R and B. She's on a different level, and she's like broke through rock, you know, and R and B. She's like, where is she? She's like right in the middle there. Her
1: voice is just—I don't know—it's just sexy. It's just a—I don't know how else. That's a great way to put put it. Yeah, it's just she's got just a great voice. All right. And then, and then comes out somebody that we're gonna start. I'm gonna start trashing. um, All right, right after this break from our sponsors.
0: Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you.
1: I know I, we try to stay positive on the show. I got a trash can Phil Collins through this oh, whole thing, man. So Sting, Phil Collins, at Bradford Marsalis play. And, oh, uh, I'm uh, a train wreck. Uh, so I guess the the big deal, man, is that Phil Collins, he plays in Wembley. He takes a helicopter to hit the Heathrow Airport. He jumped on the Concorde. He flew across the ocean, and then he went and played in Philadelphia,
2: which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was like the big gimmick for the show, you know, that he was doing that, but he really gave some bad performances, dude.
1: Yeah. So he shit the bed in two continents <laughs> within within 24 different- hours.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, who, I don't know what, she, what he was thinking. I mean, we'll get to the Zeppelin part, but him coming out there after Sade, what did he do?
1: He So Sting, they play Roxanne, uh, Driven to Tears. And Phil Collins plays against all odds, message in a bottle, in the air tonight, long way to go in every breath you take. And I put on here, like, so Phil Collins played against all odds and in the air tonight in both venues. So he, he sucked in both. He said he... He walks out on stage holding a pink jacket and holding a stack of papers like he's about to start teaching a class. I put this in my notes. Fuck that Bobcat Goldwaith looking motherfucker.
2: So, <laughs> Does just, he look like I, Bob Bull? Yeah.
1: A little bit, man. I, I don't like Phil Collins. I never
2: have. I I respect him, but you know, I I uh I've seen him with by himself and he he rocked the motherfucking house. Did he? Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I can see the smirk on your face. <laughs>
1: yeah, he. I mean, he was ever. He played with Clapton. He played with Zeppelin. What I did think was interesting about this whole set was that Julian Lennon was supposed to play with Sting and Phil Collins, but he backed mm. out because the rumors started going around. Are like McCartney's playing? Julian Lennon's going to be here. Is sure this going to be? Is this like Harrison and Ringo and Ringo and George Harrison both said no? would they they refused to play because they were like we don't want a Beatles reunion and they were afraid they were going to get like suckered into something
2: sure they so, you know they didn't want to be uh taken advantage of. i'm glad that they do live aid look how like zeppelin fucked up their whole set and you know a few yeah. other bands sound like shit that day i don't blame them
1: so phil collins comes out he craps the bed you know it does everything i just it's just i don't know man it's just soft like against all odds is just a i know he's huge an enormous hit. 80s Dude,
0: huge I, I, just,
1: I just don't like him but, I get it. And I like Sting. I like Every Breath You Take. Roxanne was cool.
2: You know, I like but those you songs. Know what? But It's like, besides the police shit, I don't like what Sting did after the police. I think all his shit sucks, dude. You've
1: said that before. I, I like some of his stuff, but, you know, I, I get it.
2: He's um, too worldly music. Like, he, he, you know, like, he wants to be in the world section.
1: He's very, summer. yeah, he's very, like, uh, Paul Simon went through that like after the Graceland album. He was recorded yeah. as African artist. But yeah, Howard Jones plays. Oh, you know what? Really? Brian Ferry. He's the singer from Roxy Music. Okay. And I never listened to Roxy Music before, but he has a real yeah. like Bowie, David Byrne kind of vibe to him. Yeah, they were
2: he, huge. Like, weren't they like a glitter band? Kind
1: of. Kind of.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he also
1: performed with David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. And they didn't okay. they, they didn't make a big deal that David Gilmore was there but he covered jealous guy by John Lennon I thought wow. it was really cool let me play a little bit of that okay I've begun to lose control
3: I me to hurt you I'm sorry that I'm Didn't
1: want to hurt you I'm just a jealous guy It's real crooner kind of look Very stuff, cool. but I liked it, man. I was really, yeah, it was, I, could,
2: I was enjoying it.
1: could totally hear that's David Gilmore playing guitar. I could just tell by yeah. the sound of it.
2: The know? aura of this yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, I, it was definitely something I'm like, all right, man, I'll yeah. go back and listen to some Brian Ferry, some Roxy music. I've just never listened to any other stuff. Kind of sound stuff.
2: like Roy Orbison a little bit. He did.
1: You know what, dude? I was thinking that when he said it. He's got, he hits those high notes. A little bit. Paul Young comes out. He I like a Paul Young.
2: Do you? It, every time she goes away, right?
1: Yeah, he played that. We can play a little bit of that. Here you go. I can feel your body
3: move.
2: yeah dude he's cool he's a great that's a great song man another classic 80s yeah. pop song i love that song bro okay yeah man uh-huh. I put on here that he,
1: I guess during the video, he, he pulls the, he's holding the mic stand and he's running around the stage and he's like yeah. dancing with it. He's all over the place. Yeah. So.
2: He's a great showman. I remember watching that live aid and seeing him like, you know, twirl that uh, the mic stand. He was rock star, man.
1: I think part of this too, man, is like, if you want to experience this, you can go and listen to it on Spotify. But yeah. the, it is a different experience watching it
2: and seeing yes. it yeah to watch all that stuff it's a commitment of a day to watch all the live shit but there's yeah. some highlights that you could totally check out
1: he, the yeah. the all in all the entire broadcast so there's some overlap between the two shows when they're both going on at the same time it's 16 hours put together so i it took me like 4 days to watch it i just had it up you know i'm doing i got i'm working i got my laptop next to my computer and i'm just i had it playing yeah, it took me it took me a while to watch it. But it is, you said, there are highlights, man. That there, there's you know and yeah. you can look up like an individual artist and watch it in a little little section, or even the YouTube videos for like the official live A channel is broken up by like, you know, it'll list uh, uh the videos are like an hour long and then they list every song. So you can like, oh, I want to hear every time you go away, you click on a link and it goes right to it. So you that's can great. pick and choose what you want to hear. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Now, right after Paul Young, the British show goes through this stretch of just like, man, I wish I was there. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven artists in a row are just like, bam. And yeah, yeah, just awesome, dude. And the first one is you two. And so every band that plays in this, we forgot to mention that they're told you have 20 minutes. And if you want to spend 20 minutes doing 10 songs or whatever you want to do, you know, you manage your time how you want, but you two was supposed to play more than two songs, but they wound up only playing two songs because the version of bad is like 12 minutes long.
2: Oh yeah. He goes out in the crowd. He starts dancing. Well, we talked about this before, didn't we?
1: We did. So we did an episode on YouTube up to the Joshua tree. And uh, we, we talked about this a lot that, this performance really made them rock and roll stars.
2: Oh God. they went on as a band. They came off as U2. you two. Know, yeah, yeah. they only people, played they were like not a household name, but they became a household name after that performance. I, I mean like every every girl wanted to be the one dancing with Bono.
1: yeah, you yeah. they walked on the stage as a rock band and they walked off the stage as rock stars yeah they played sunday bloody sunday and then they played bad and you're right man so at some point he goes into the crowd and there's a girl that's like uh she's getting pushed up against the barricade and he pulls her over and uh it's like he's pointing security guards to pull her over and at some point they're not working fast enough so he kind of he jumps off the stage like down to the floor and helps her and then brings her up on stage
2: it's just a really cool moment and if you look at her she's shivering like she shook up bro yeah. You know, and Bono has his arms around her, you know, like, relax, I got you.
1: Yeah. That song, Bad, I just, uh, I just associate it with a time remember of my how, life. And-
2: yeah. I mean, remember how big it got? That live version of uh, Live and Awake in America, mm-hmm. that EP, that version of Live Bad is, you know, it was big in Philly. I'll tell you that
1: you know what I like to at the end of it he does his little melody or at the end of it he does his little medley of like some stones and he does some Lou Reed and I was like I thought maybe that's that's yeah that's what we should play let me
2: play it oh yeah, yeah yeah play it
1: how fucking cool is that man and the audience is doing it back to him The lou reed oh yeah
2: if i could go to one performance people say i go to woodstock i do this i would go to that Performance of you two, like I wish I could time travel and see that live, man. Because even just listening to it, it has such a great vibe to it. Imagine being there for that.
1: I I, between the two of us, dude, we've probably been to five hundred concerts, and sure, just yeah, yeah, you could you could feel that just listening to it. That was Bono in his prime, bro. Sure, he's got the mullet, and just you know, it's all very easy, but
2: but it was right before the Joshua tree. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's great. All right. So then, so they play their two songs and I love that little medley at the end. And then dire straits come out dire straits fucking crushes this. Yeah. They're amazing, Ben. They're great. Money for nothing had just come out a month ago before this out, this came out. So they brought sting out and they did money for nothing. And they did Sultan's a swing.
2: It was a great, great, great performance, you know, Every day, rock. They just fucking rock, man.
1: They're great, dude. I remember we yeah. saw him open for Dylan. Yes, and and Mark Knopfler, and he was awesome.
2: And he just did like his new album at that time. What yeah, was, he like, refused.
1: Uh, he said, "I'm not playing yeah, any Dylan cr- shit."
2: That's fine because I just wanted to hear his technique. He's a you really know, I don't great a guitar player. What he does, I just want to see him play.
1: Here's a little bit of Salt and the Swing, man.
3: I feel bad when you
1: I feel uh, were- bad, I like I am I'm playing this off of YouTube, so I'm like I'm looking at it, and you're you're. Oh, no, at, I'm listening. You're stuck to looking it, you
2: know? at me. No, no, I'm like I'm really listening to it, and they're just fucking bringing it.
1: Yeah, dude, they're awesome. I their performance is really good. Yeah, and then
2: I've seen all the performances, so I you know I have a good vivid image in my head. Yeah. Some of this man, I just
1: I didn't I had never watched the whole thing. I mean, I you know everybody knows about some of the. Iconic performances. We're going to get to the biggest one next, but I watched some... the
2: whole thing during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, you said that when I was told you I was watching it. You're like, I watched it a couple years ago. You no, know? mm-hmm. this was I mean, shit. When we started doing this show, this was like I think the day we were coming up whether we we're going to do this or not. And we're just rattling off ideas. You were like, we got to do something on Live Aid. So
2: yeah, it was you know we got to keep the memory alive.
1: Absolutely. And then, I mean, shit. So the next artist that comes up and that's that's Queen. And this has been voted uh, by Britain. It was voted the greatest live performance of all time.
2: It's legendary. You don't know about it. Shame on you.
1: Yeah, I'm sure everybody's seen the
2: movie. Yeah, uh, that doesn't give it justice, though, man. It's they fuck with the time a little bit like he didn't oh, make he, shit up and everything and
1: he, he hadn't told the band yet that he had AIDS and I don't this wasn't this wasn't the first time they had played together since like there, there's some other shit going on there but yeah I mean the you know I have you seen the video like when they have the movie versus the like split screens yes. with it and yes. it's I mean dude it's it's pretty it's right
2: spot on. on yeah oh yeah it's 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 amazing what they did and that kid was good He was was awesome.
1: He was. And I mean, the, the part where he's doing the call and response with the audience, you know, he's got those 75,000 people in Wembley stadium, like in the palm of his hand.
2: Oh, Freddie was He's doing like that. And they're all yelling back at
1: him, dude. It's so cool.
2: They were just like, they came and they delivered like, you know, like they, I think they rehearsed like one of the few bands actually rehearsed, like what they were going to do. And they came out and they did, like, what, six, seven songs in, like, a parody of, like... The 20 minutes. Yeah, like,
1: they fucked that shit up. That's a great point, dude. Because, like, U2 comes out and they they just kind of go off script and they play this really long version of Bad, which is great. But Queen is also, like, um, it's like a Super Bowl halftime performance. Like, yes. you have 20 minutes... And fuck you, you have to stay within the 20 minutes. And you're right. They played one, two, three. They played Bohemian Rhapsody, Radio Gaga, Hammer to Fall, crazy little thing called Love. We will rock you. We are the champions. Yeah,
2: they just, man. They were just peeling them off.
1: Right. Just little, snip, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody is a 12 minute, 13 minute yeah. song. They just yeah. little snippets just boom, 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 boom. They just blew you up and they got off the stage. And they fucking rocked that shit and made history. So we played a little bit of Hammer to Fall coming right out of uh, our intro. I'll play a little bit of a crazy little thing called Love. Uh, you know what? Actually, we should play the uh, the call and response he does. The A.O. Yeah. Where is that? I think it's kind of important to hear that craziness. Oh,
2: he was fucking rocking it.
1: Here you go. So good man and he's like he's pumping his fist up
2: in the air yeah yeah you know, it's he's, just it's man he's fucking freddie mercury man
1: i told you uh fucking this unreal week, i told you this week i think doing a show on the tribute show they did to him after he died because there's some really cool stuff
2: oh i thought it was designed after live aid i mean they they took live aid and they I, yes into yeah, the yeah, queen
1: yeah, yeah yeah thing. yes i totally agree yeah I don't. There's probably not much. Other, I mean, they made all, a goddamn movie out of it, right? Yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's so good.
2: I'd go back in time to see that that too. Maybe, like you said, these the those last seven artists that you're talking about. Maybe that was like one of the biggest musical history things in the last fifty years.
1: I think so too, man. I uh, and every you know, Queen just sits over top of all this because you know, and because it was so good. But yeah. Dire streets out, before him, right? It's yeah. just like boom, 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 It's so good. Yeah. Right. Being a total fanboy. And then Bowie plays after
2: him. And Bowie oh, was dude. fucking great too. He comes out and does heroes. Right. Fuck, Modern fucking. law, Rebel, Rebel. Oh, God. He's got um
1: Thomas Dolby is playing keyboard with him. The uh he blinded me with science.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh I didn't that know guy that. Oh well. Wow. Um,
1: He's dancing and he's jumping around. And I also thought it was really cool. This is so minor, but he takes a second and he introduces everybody in his band, which I thought was really cool. But you only have 20
2: minutes. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to introduce the band, which I give him props for. Fucking right.
1: Yeah. He was like, hey, man, we threw this together really quickly. And these guys all had to basically clear their schedule to come do this. And I just want to introduce them." I thought it was really cool.
2: Yeah. In front of all those people. He introduced you. Fuck
1: yeah. Yeah and he's in a you know he's in a light gray suit at some point the whole band is all up to they're standing next to each other and they're all dancing together it's just was really awesome dude what do you he what do you want best. to hear man
2: let's hear heroes man
1: heroes all right
2: Oh, no, I love it! Yeah, dude, Philly actually had Bowie month. They had this thing, all this art project stuff going on in Philadelphia was all like Bowie themed. All really? This month. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Huh? All these different I, things were going on that, like, art projects and concerts. It was pretty cool. I was really, reading about I, it. Yeah,
1: I've always liked Bowie. But doing that episode on him, I have a whole nother appreciation for him. He's great, dude. Yeah, I mean, his he, uh, the anniversary really of his is. past the anniversary of his passing just just happened last week too.
2: Yeah, it's a shame he he could have lived a little bit longer, made some more music. At the end though, he's making some bummer shit sin. He must have been really feeling bad.
1: We deconstructed that whole that black star song pretty uh (laughs) we really took that one apart uh, yeah
2: and it's deep you know he's a deep guy
1: major tom is dead in it and uh we talked a little bit about the song lazarus that he brought back the uh great white duke and some other shit so that was a great episode that was fun to do and i felt like we uncovered some cool shit but so then bowie also there's two other things where bowie kind of pops into this the other one is so he does the uh I said he wanted to do dancing in the street with Jagger and they wanted to do it with both of them live, but it just didn't work. So they recorded it ahead of time and they did the uh, they showed the video of them doing dancing in the street, which is yeah. also just a great song, man. That's great song. A
2: bizarre video.
1: It is. It's a little bizarre. weird, especially with, with all the rumors that they got caught in bed together and shit. And you kind of watch them. The body Coke language. A like, a drug
2: Coke Right. Right. A Let's play a little bit of it, man. Here, yeah, it. man. Uh, yeah. Music,
3: sweet music.
1: Yeah, it's a really weird. So really weird
2: band. the, the videos where I'm glad I'm not watching it.
1: Bowie's like, in like a Bowie,
2: raincoat. Bowie brings it though, man. He fucking shows Mick Jagger what a real singer does. Yeah. Not saying that Nick's not a great singer, but Bowie's a terrific singer.
1: So when Bowie leaves, he goes, hey, man, I want to show you a video. And he plays a video of uh, the cars. I think it's drive by the cars. And just a video of kids in Africa, like starve. you know, like a uh, shit you everybody if you were alive yeah, you seen time, the you commercials oh, yeah. yeah yeah the kids you know the flies starving, and, and yeah yeah and then he was like you know send in your money and uh it was really heavy it was interesting that he he took that moment and was like everybody at Wembley watched it so it wasn't just part of the tv broadcast
2: but that's why they were there you know Every, you know maybe it was like a, hey we're here for this yeah it's in the middle of all of us having good time and rocking and rolling. You know why are we here? It's like this is yeah. why we're here.
1: And then the Who comes on.
2: I don't really remember who, too much about the Who playing. Who
1: they had? Played, they had a lot of technical problems. Like the mic, yeah. the mic crapped out. Um, right. They did my generation, Pinball Wizard, Love Rain Over Me, and they did Won't Get Fooled Again. And they, uh, I don't think it's weird to see like what some of this stuff made the the Spotify like the official playlist because some of this shit yeah. like. My generation pinball wizard. I don't think that was on the broadcast that got cut off. I don't remember who being there. Yeah, I got a little bit of here. Yeah. Some, some won't get fooled again. I stop yeah, it there because he's having mic problems, so you can't yeah, I you can can't hear. hear him. Yeah,
2: so I mean, are, I don't hear him. That's what I hear. <laughs>
1: yeah, they so they were having some mic problems, but they still were being very you know Townsend's doing the the windmill and all that other kind
2: of shit. Yeah, they're rocking out.
1: Yeah, you know, we're at the end of the UK set, and then Elton John comes on, and I I don't I'm not a big Elton John fan, really, but this was really good.
2: I love Elton, man.
1: Do you? I, yeah, man. My my wife and I have a like a running joke that every time we're in the car, something from Elton John comes on, and we just were like, (laughs) but but he was really good, dude. He like a ton of energy. Yeah, dude. I just, I really enjoyed it. What did he play? I'm still standing, Benny and the Jets, Rocket Man, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me with George Michael, which I, I fucking hate that song so much. Really? And yeah, dude, especially the version with George Michael. And then uh, can I get a witness? Oh weird. Yeah, dude, to play some don't go breaking my heart because he's got Kiki no, D that does it with that him song. too. She really? comes
2: out in, in live aid. She comes out Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God.
1: Okay. I'm play still standing. That. Yeah, play right. that fucking All right. song.
3: All right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's he wearing? I'm not watching it with you. What's Um, he wearing? That was just
1: on Spotify, but he had like a funny hat on. He's not as like over the top as he has been. He didn't have like the feather boa on and everything, but he was still. I mean, you still see it. Yeah, yeah, that's Elton John.
2: Okay, right on. He just so like he's so fabulous all the time. I was just wondering what he had on.
1: Yeah, I did. You watch that movie about him. Rocketman sucked.
2: I, did I, I, I didn't I never saw
1: it because I didn't want to spend two hours learning like, about
2: them. They made a musical out of it and it didn't work. I don't know. Hmm. It didn't work. It was like do you ever see Cross the Universe? I haven't seen that either. In theory, I, I know it was what it is, fun, is but yeah. but it just didn't work. Really? Yeah. I never thought it did anyway.
1: Did you ever see the uh Elton John Billy Joel together? I was
2: at the first tour in 1994 at Veteran Stadium. The Lion King just came out right around there. And I have such good memories of on the cameras, like Simba and shit playing on the camera. Oh, God, that was huge. That first tour of Veteran Stadium. And of course, they did it later on. But at the time, that first time, that was like legendary. You know, they'd come out and play each other's songs, and you know, like, uh, come out and get guest appearance on each other's set. You know, it was fucking I, awesome.
1: I missed them. I mean, shit, they did that like three or four times, and I, I've never seen Billy Joel. Billy Joel does a residency at Madison Square Garden for the last yeah. like three years, and I've just never, I've never. Have gone. you
2: ever seen Billy Joel?
1: I haven't, and my my wife hates him. And I fucking uh, hate him too. Now,
2: do you really? He the is, wa- yeah, he's a fucking awful person.
1: The warden loves him, dude. The war he's like like I am the Springsteen and you are the fish is the warden is to Elton John uh Billy oh, Joel. John,
2: oh yeah. Uh, no, Billy Joel. I, I understand yeah. why. I just I know about his business shit, and it's just like he sucks. Billy his, Joel. His, I've he's you know, cutthroat, baby. He's a he? cutthroat businessman. Oh yeah.
1: Bill, maybe we should do another one of those. Um we could do a whole series on that. You know, we did this. Rush suck. We could just. We should just do a series once in a while. Like this. So and so. We could do this. Billy Joel, suck? does no, Billy Joel sucked. is No, Billy Joel does
2: not suck. Kate Bush. No. Oh, dude! Somebody was in the bar telling me how great Kate Bush was. I didn't have it in me to like fucking go off on him.
1: I think I've got something about her later uh, in this she's episode. A, she's
0: I do. A, I've got
1: something uh, about Kate Bush later. Oh, right. I can't wait. I I think that would be interesting if we did a regular does blank suck and just talked about it even even if we agree that no billy joel doesn't suck people would tune in you know everyone tuned that's in here we're gonna say that's a about pretty rush.
2: good idea absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. we did we, that with rush and we got good right. numbers
1: we did you know i could do does rem suck yes they do
2: but, but they get do I, right i would never do a whole show on rem dude i'm sorry i can't something short maybe but anyway all right
1: man we're gonna we got uh the street performances left in the uk and we'll stop for a break but Freddie Mercury comes back out with Brian May and he does that song, Is This a World Recreated? Okay. I didn't even, I didn't, I don't know that song.
2: I don't know it either.
1: Yeah. Hey, I'll play a little bit of it.
2: So many
3: scattered all around, searching for what they need. Is this the world we created? What did we do
1: it for? Is this the world we made so it? Yeah, dude, it's kind of a bummer. I was going to a- say
2: it's, you know, pretty bummer, but Freddie sounds great on it.
1: Yeah, that's a song you could tell that everyone's going to take a, take a. I always call those piss in a beer songs. Oh. Get up, go get a beer, take a leak. Dude, um,
2: I yeah. know it well. There's too many songs that these bands play now and they play you some bogus fucking songs. Oh uh,
1: I mean it's yeah, you know, you've been on this ride of Dire Straits and Queen and Bowie and the Who and Elton John just you um, need a brand yeah, no, yeah yeah. He, oh, he's
2: doing your favor. The Who, right?
1: So, And it's you know, it's a song about like it said, uh do you realize how many mouths there are to feed? So it's appropriate for the time or what they're trying That's to raise money for,
2: but fucking bummer.
1: Yeah, it is a it is a bummer. And then McCartney comes out. And McCartney does Let It Be. Yes. And he does, he does Let It Be. And then uh, at the end, like Geldorf comes out, Bowie, Pete Townsend, the uh, Townsend and Allison Morrier come out and they do the whole the, the final chorus. And this was something with like when I said that George Harrison and Ringo didn't want to do it. Right. Uh, George Harrison gave something. He was like, well, Paul McCartney wouldn't let me sing on this song 30 years ago or whatever. Wow. Paul McCartney wouldn't. Paul McCartney wouldn't let me sing on this song twenty years ago. Why would I come out and sing it now? Or why would I think he wants me to sing it now? I'm not doing it.
2: Right. So. Fuck that song.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I you know.
2: Yeah. I, 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 I like. I, I like. Hey yeah.
1: Jude a little bit more. But
2: Paul could be a bummer, man.
1: It's just cool. The I mean the ending with all those guys singing it together. But and then yeah. Whoever else is there, they all come out and they do. Do they know it's Christmas time?
2: Which they is cover awesome. The you ever did you watch that footage of I that? did
1: yeah like Bowie's singing it and some and other when
2: when Bono's part comes up everybody fucking sings his part I think he has the most famous part in that song
1: does he I don't know if I could let me see if I can find it Holy it's, shit! I've always, I've, I've, always had issue with that. Thank God is them instead of you lyric is just really weird. But I, I get it, man. They're trying to, you know, they raise money for charity, so I'm not gonna shit. I'm not gonna shit on them.
2: It's all but, for the kids. Come on, right? Bruce. But a uh, dude is all. I mean, the part that Bowie sings is great. Like, man, that
1: would be cool if he would have been a part of that.
2: Oh yeah, he wasn't part. But he probably couldn't get him there.
1: Yeah, and the fact that this, you know, this happens in the whatever. When the hell did this concert happen? 83? The fact that this no the month the fact that this happened in July and they doing oh
2: absolutely year. July yeah. Right. they're
1: all like dude we're all here we're gonna do it right so and that's, you know in the U S in the U S show ends with we are the world so they kind of you know, yeah one one country ends with a big chat with a big charity song and the other one so kind of cool yeah that's it dude that's the U K we covered that in less time than I
2: thought we were yeah was, we kind of yeah yeah
1: we we lost on a. We logged on and we're setting up. I'm like, should this be a two part show? Are we gonna take two nah. hours on each
2: country? And nah, you know, we're speed readers version.
1: Hey man, sometimes we go wide, sometimes we go deep. You know, sometimes we really dive into shit. You know, we could do two hours on one song, or we can do yeah, you know,
2: like we two did hours on a decade. Hi, absolutely, right.
1: right. So, why don't we take a break? And uh, we'll come back. We'll go through the U.S. show and then all the other kind of good stuff that comes with being a listener of our fantastic podcast.
2: (laughs) Stick around. We'll be back.
1: Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Chunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. Socks are like tattoos, psychologists, and divorce attorneys. Good ones ain't cheap, and cheap ones ain't good. That's why we're so excited to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, sponsored by our friends over at Boldfoot Socks. I love boldfoot socks because they're comfortable and they look good. I've also said on the show a few times that I like musicians who are just good people. Well, I feel the same way about companies I do business with. Boldfoot socks are made in America. They're veteran owned and they give 5% of all their proceeds to veteran charities. I post a picture on our social media of the pair I'm wearing right now, but it's a little weird for me to be posting pictures of my feet. So instead, when you're done listening to us, you can go to boldfoot.com. Thanks, boldfoot socks. So we're back from the commercial break. Thanks so much for sticking with us. So now we're going to move over to the U.S. show. And I guess it's important to notice that, you know, as we said, there is overlap. It's not like the Wembley show ended and the U.S. show started. There was like, you know, there was, was time over...
2: difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there was there was time where both of them were going on at the same time. So the U.S. show opens with your favorite Joan Baez. No, the with Hooters them. opened up. No, Joan Baez did Amazing Grace first oh and it was so. you don't even you blocked it out and then the hooters okay so we, the hooters so the hooter dude so bob Geldorf was like who the fuck are the hooters yeah bob Geldorf did not want them playing but they're a philly band. uh um, yeah fucking right there's, they are were a the best lot of philly bands there's a lot of philly bands that are on this list actually, which I thought was pretty
2: interesting. I thought they fucking rocked that fucking set. I watched it, and they were they brought it, dude.
1: Yeah, man. The Hooters are a local band. Um, I I always liked them a lot. Also, me too. You know, Fran Smith's daughter is a friend of mine. Uh, oh yeah, one of the, guy, one of the guys debate. Yeah, I went to high school with her, so she's oh, wow. constantly every time they come around, she's always tagging me on Facebook, like, "You coming to this? You coming to this? You coming to this?" So, dude,
2: we should go. I would love to go see the Hooters.
1: Yeah, man. dude, every time they come around, man, <laughs> it's one of those like and then I look at it. Actually, the last couple of times they've come around, dude, it sells out like really fast. Yeah, they're so. they're
2: big and Philly, man.
1: Yeah. So here's a little bit of uh and she danced. Oh, and we danced, excuse me. Hmm. Heather's Heather, my friend Heather's gonna blow me up. You think it's fucking song right? Here you go. There was no
3: reason. Nothing to say When the band began to play, play. we danced Like a wave on the ocean waves. We were lions in love. And we danced the for a moment by a chance And we danced and danced
1: Oh, um, so good, great, dude! Great, great eighties pop music, dude! Oh,
2: they were they're a fucking awesome band. But you know, they have a bunch of songs that are big. All you zombies! But that's great that a, a local band opened Live Aid for the whole world to watch.
1: Sure, and I think it was funny that Bob Geldorf didn't didn't like it, and the uh, who who did uh, Billy Graham organized the the yeah. U.S. show, yeah, and he was like, yeah. "No, man, this is this is who's got to do it." So. Thought that was they, cool
2: they fucking rocked it man yeah
1: they were really good and then the four tops come out which is cool to hear like you haven't heard a lot of uh soul music yet
2: yes um, they they were classic four tops they did all their moves do we yes. have anything would, would, yeah, dude. We, uh... yeah
1: they're in the uh silver shiny suits they did uh bernadette they did reach out i'll be there same old song uh, i reach can't out, I'll myself. Be there.
2: That's my all fucking right. song. Reach is it? Out over right. there.
1: Yeah. Hang on. All right. We're going to play that then.
3: Confusion, until happiness is just analog-
1: They're they great, sound man. awesome.
2: Yeah. They sound awesome,
1: dude. And they're they're doing that whole you know the the shtick and the outfits and the matching yeah. outfits is really cool. They sound great. You can go listen. Shit, we did that whole episode on the Funk Brothers and Motown and all the other kind of. That's cool my stuff. favorite
2: Motown song of all time, man.
1: You were talking. You said that I think when we came out of the break from the Motown episode, we were playing them, and you were talking Jamerson, about them a lot.
2: James Jamerson just kills it. on. Which, who is the bass player for Motown? The if Funk the, Brothers. Everybody knows the Funk Brothers. That groove is something, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Groove,
2: absolutely. Mm.
1: And then are followed by Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Uh, I don't think he's he's not. I don't think it was recorded. So there was actually there was like different feeds. There was like the official TV feed, and then there was like the MTV one that you talked about. Some other shit, but Billy Ocean isn't on like the uh, like the the one that's on YouTube, and he's not on the Spotify playlist. He was huge, dude, in the eighties.
2: Oh, yeah, man. get into my car.
1: Yeah, Caribbean Queen, Lover Boy. I don't know. We did talk about him or play it, but you know, he
2: was he was a really, really big deal. He was he was everywhere in the eighties. Yeah. Great. I mean, he did the uh, soundtrack for Jewel in the Nile, where he had that song. Oh, with yeah, that.
1: yeah, yeah. Dude, with, uh, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. In the video. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Good video Yeah.
1: And uh, then <laughs> to Billy Ocean is Sabbath.
2: Wow,
1: And Sabbath. It, uh, right, it goes from Lover Boy by Billy Ocean to Children of the Grave by Sabbath. Oh, um,
2: believable! It was, Oops. it was build- Bill Graham. Billy Graham knew <laughs> what he was doing. It was put,
1: and then Run DMC comes up after Sabbath, It's just
2: we're, awesome. We're just gonna jump over to Sabbath.
1: No, 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 no. I just, just, it was just funny that
2: Sabbath lined is between, up. right? Yeah, but. That was. Um, This is a reunion for Ozzy to come in.
1: Yeah, so it's called Black Sabbath featuring Ozzy Osbourne because it's the first time they played together in five years. And Tony Iommi said, "Well, maybe this would have been our first step getting back together." And they didn't play together again for twelve years, so it didn't work.
2: It was probably all because of Sharon. Ozzy probably didn't give a fuck, and it was all Sharon wanted the money and. She probably the one who put it on there, said featuring Ozzy Osbourne, like his name out there,
1: yeah, over their to- name. Tony yeah. Iommi also said he was so hammered and or he was so hungover that, like, if you look at him, he's wearing sunglasses. He's like, because I was so like just hungover and ill. Dude, it's also, they, we haven't we haven't mentioned it was also like ninety five degrees out. In I was just going to say,
2: day. which is legendary when we talk about live aid around in south philly people talk about how fucking hot it was that day yeah so philadelphia hot is fucking way different than anywhere else it's like the humidity was was fucking really high it was really hot out it was so hot the firefighters were out there with fucking hoses to spray down the crowd
1: yeah it's pretty it was, uh
2: yeah i mean people were heat stroking and anything that you could drink people were drinking
1: Yeah, it's pretty it sounds like it was pretty miserable and some of the videos you could see the the artists are wearing like rags on their heads to stay cool and shit like that so
2: but sabbath went out there with leather on like tony iomi has like a fucking fringe outfit on
1: yeah yeah dude i'm play a little children of the grave i just think it's great that's what that just followed up billy ocean and that's what they opened with the first time with ozzy
2: What does Ozzy have? What's he have on?
1: He's got like a black and silver robe and his hair is like kind of blonde, you know, like bl- that. Yeah. Bleach blonde. blizzard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. He's what he's a little fucking... he, he's a little heavy. Yeah. Know, he put on some like, pounds and
2: looking like it has been.
1: Yeah. It's a little it's a little rough looking. He's yelling, you know, come on to the crowd. He's clapping his hands and shit like that. But, you know, he's so. the
2: best. He's still out there doing his thing, isn't he?
1: yeah he's he's at the end of the line but you
2: know yeah
1: he's had Keep a rough route, this man. songs
2: out i don't know
1: not a lot of highway miles on him but you know hey it's all good and it was cool that you know they gave it a shot and they got they tried getting together and playing together it wasn't
2: and, it wasn't the worst performance of that day by no by no, means.
1: <laughs> no it was not the worst reunion and it wasn't the worst performance yes and then Run DMC comes out next, which is just Love awesome, it. dude. Did, got they some-
2: fucking rocked it. They were young, though, too. But this was like real early in their career. Like my Adidas wasn't even out yet. Because they got that verse like my Adidas on live, played live aid. Let's play a little King of Rock.
3: But do you want y'all to know one thing? I'm a King of Rock!
1: balls wow. that they had to get out there and do that right? sure hip- hip-hop is still really new 1985
2: yeah. yeah i was just thinking that dude they were really bald. like what did people think of that when they came out and start doing that shit especially after Sabbath? sure you know they were the only rap group to play that day
1: and you know what too man like the uh the video I was looking at the YouTube videos is playing and the fucking wall of people in that place. Like that stadium held a hundred thousand people. Like yeah. where the Eagles play holds yeah. about 65, 67,000 people, where the Phillies play holds about 43,000 people. So this place was enormous.
2: Oh, dude, was- JFK was huge, bro. You could see pictures online of uh, pictures of that day from like one side of the stadium to picture to the stage. Dude, it's it was so big that stadium, so big. I believe it was made for the World's Fair in nineteen, like the twenty, yeah, something. Yeah. like... yeah. I was just having a conversation with my dad about it. Uh, yeah, JFK was the shit. They, yeah, and I it's an old I, like I uh... barely remember. I remember Live Aid being there. I remember YouTube uh, being there. I remember the Jacksons being there you know as a kid so we, there was a lot of things going on there all the time and it was
1: that it was that old like it was horseshoe shaped so it's also sure. like it's not like oh it seats a hundred thousand and ten thousand people are behind the stage and not sitting there it was like if you were in the stage the hundred thousand people it held like there was a hundred thousand people watching the show
2: crazy. yeah and you have like the field the field itself holds right how many i don't know
1: yeah um it was-
2: You look at pictures that day and it's just huge. It's just a
1: mob of people. It's just crazy. Rick Springfield comes out next. Another child of the 80s. We need to get into him too much. sucks. Yeah. Ario Speedwagon comes out. You know what, dude? Ario Speedwagon was really good in this. Ario Speedwagon comes out. They play Can't Fight the Feeling and they play Roll with the Changes. But at the end of Roll with the Changes, the Beach Boys come out and the Beach Boys sing. They sing backup, And then the Guys in R.E.O. Speedwagon also bring out all their families and all their like wives and kids are singing back up. It was really cool. And I probably playing it probably wouldn't convey Give the same. Justice. Yeah, so yeah. just like go go check it out, man. It's really cool.
2: Did the Beach Boys do a set?
1: Now I believe they they do. They uh, they're coming up. They're coming up with a couple acts. Okay. Crosby, Stills and Nash come out. <laughs> they, they did uh, they Southern Cross. They did Teacher Children. They did Sweet. Judy Blue Eyes. The crowd goes batshit when they break into teacher children well. But whatever, man. We don't need to get into them either. And then after Crosby a still...
2: David Crosby shitbag of the week.
1: Oh, you want to make David Crosby shitbag of the week? Hang on. We, we can, can make totally David Crosby make... we can make him shitbag of the week. Shitbag of the week.
2: Dun dun dun.
1: Yeah, he's yes. not a very nice, he's not a very nice guy either. No, he's not.
2: Gotta get that part of the show in.
1: I read Graham Nash's autobiography. It was pretty interesting. But anyway, it was worth reading. And then after Crosby stills and Nash, because if the cool California folk song, uh folk sound doesn't work for you from the valley. How about some Judas fucking priest in your face? yeah? So I love. I put that in my notes. I love that they came on after Crosby stills and Nash. And they come out and they're, they're in their Judas priest outfits, you know, all leather.
2: God, you think that they you know they would put these bands like sabbath and then you know judas priest like back to back or some shit but look how they spread it out i think he comes out on his motorcycle and shit
1: does he i wouldn't be surprised i don't, I don't remember know. seeing I'd that be lying but about that i know they did that for a while but uh, here you go how about some uh living after midnight judas
2: yes, Creed? my favorite one Dude, yeah, awesome. I yeah, got Billy the at 1
1: a.m. Nice. And, and they're the band that's supposed to be the uh, they're invoking Satan and they're making you kill each other, but they're also out there doing a charity gig to raise money for starving children in Africa.
2: Absolutely, it just you know? shows you how just like gimmicks are gimmicks, right? You know,
1: I, I don't know if they're the you know, they're bad dudes or they're nice guys or anything else. No, but I, still, I,
2: I hear Ralph Halford's an awesome dude. I never heard anything bad about them ever, except for you know having songs you play backwards and you kill yourself over. But you right. know, besides right. that, they're aces. So they play. Brian Adams comes out. Brian Adams plays. Brian Adams. He comes out and rocks. The Beach Boys come out. They they don't sound real good. No, dude, they were fucking. Brian Wilson was not having it that he was there. He was so pissed off that he was there. Yeah. With them. He was like, "I want nothing to do with these guys, but this is for charity." Yeah, and they did
1: all their hits, man. Like California Girl, they sound like shit that day. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to drag it down and play. They're like
2: one of my favorite American rock and roll bands. Yeah, maybe saying that they didn't cross over well at Live Aid. Yeah,
1: Thurgood is next, dude. So out of all the shit that gets cut out of this, man, Thurgood does Who Do You Love with fucking Bo Diddley. And it's not on it's not on the recording.
2: Oh, dude, that's lost in time now. Imagine having that. That's
1: fucking terrible.
2: But it's like, man, I would like I would have loved
1: to have heard Bo Diddley oh, with George good He also brought out uh Albert Collins, uh okay. blues blues guitarist so yeah, Madison Albert Blues Collins. next. That guy yeah. absolutely fucking rips it. He's great. He gives these
2: guys their moments.
1: Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. Thoroughgood's awesome, bet, but oh yeah. I bet there was like People in Europe being like, I can't believe Boat Diddley's up there playing, you know, right. like people watching all over the world. Yep. You know. Uh
1: Simple Minds comes on
2: next. Simple
1: Minds. They were man. great. Don't you forget about me. I'm gonna play a little bit of that. and I'd love that song. Yeah, me too. that's cool. yeah, that's one of my favorite songs in the 80s
2: my, of all time i don't know yeah. yeah it's a great
1: pop it's like a perfect pop song it's yes just, it's great uh the pretenders
2: they were cool uh she's i love chrissy man she's she's so awesome man like to be a pioneer of like women in rock and roll sure she's it you know she's it sure
1: uh, Santana played. Santana played with Pat Matheny the jazz, oh, the jazz yeah. artist. That was pretty He's cool. He's from Philly. Pat, Pat's from is Philly. He? he? Pat Matheny's from Philly. Yes, he
2: is. Okay, He's, he passed away a couple years ago, but yeah,
1: yeah, he was cool. The next Ashford and Simpson come out, but
2: I never got why they were there. They look I, ridiculous up there.
1: Yeah, they're one of those artists that I'm kind of like, okay, I never, I don't, I don't understand why they what were ever was famous. That?
2: Was it? In Living Color, a TV show that had to spoof of them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I think of when I when I hear them.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, what are they fucking doing on Live Aid? But um, you know, maybe somebody's gonna blow us up on some. You know, I don't. Maybe I'm. Up. Maybe I'm. Hey, <laughs> maybe I'm missing something, man. I uh, don't educate know. me. But the cool moment is they do reach out and touch somebody's hand, and they bring out Teddy Pendergrass. That's yes. Teddy Pendergrass was a Philly soul singer. He was paralyzed in a car accident in 1982. And this was his first appearance since then. And he comes out in a wheelchair yeah. and he sings. And the place goes batshit when he comes out. And it's really, really cool, man. I, I think I'm going to play some of the song, but I want to play him getting introduced too. We
3: have a very special treat for you today. The guy for the someone very special to us. And someone we love very much. It's gonna make its first appearance in a long time on a live stage. So I want you to put your hands together and give a big round of applause to Mr. Teddy Pendergrass.
1: Dude, it's so cool, man, that he comes out after you know he's injured. He's been out of the spotlight for three years. When he comes out, and then he sings,
2: which is amazing. Like, and he sounds fucking great. Yeah, it was a hard time. He was going to chicken out the last minute, and they're like, "If you do this, you'll. If you don't do this, you'll regret it for the rest of your life." Huh? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, he, he's. Uh, we talked about maybe doing a show of the Philadelphia Soul Sound.
2: You know, he was a huge oh, part a, of that. Absolutely. He was huge singer in the seventies.
1: He was the lead singer for Harold Harold Melvin in the blue notes. So he's a big part of the, you know, that that sound coming up. And I mean, he died pretty young too, man. He died. He was yeah. He was, I'm looking at it right now. He died in he died just outside Philadelphia. He was uh fifty nine uh from respiratory failure, like complications from his car accident. So man.
2: There's yeah. a big story behind his car accident.
1: Is there? I don't know much about I know what happened. My mom yeah, really likes him.
2: He, he, I don't know. The, there's a great story about, um, you know, Al, we talk about Alice Cooper all the time. Well, Alice Cooper's manager was Teddy's manager. And Teddy became like this huge rock star. And he was playing a gig. And he was like, I'm not playing tonight. And all these people are waiting for him to come out there, and he was like, "I'm not playing, you know, fuck you guys." And he said to him, "This is gonna come back and bite you on the ass." And then he got in that fucking car accident. Really? Yeah, it was being, he was being—he was like really being a huge rock star, being ungrateful wow. and all this shit. And then he got in that really bad car accident. Wow. All right, we're gonna pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah, We've been talking yeah, keep for on going.
1: Madonna comes in um yeah. i i don't need to play anything from her but you know she was like it comes the, out yeah one of the biggest pop stars in the world she was just in playboy yeah. so she's got like yeah. a ton of and she's dancing around Is like she's got a lot she of looks energy.
2: great i mean i think one of the funniest parts of her set is everybody's like screaming like she has this jacket on and she has this like pca yeah. thing on and everybody's screaming take it off take it off <laughs> and she's like you know fuck you i ain't taking shit off i gotta watch right. this in 10 years right you know she we thought it was gonna last 10 years you know and here we are like all these years right. later 30 almost about 40,
1: 40 years later
2: yeah but um do you know who jerry blavitt is
1: yeah the radio dj from philadelphia yeah.
2: jerry went and picked madonna up at the airport and he picks her up in the limousine and this is during live aid he picks her up at the at the airport in a limousine and she gets in the car and she goes, I want some great chicken parmesan. And he was like, Oh, I'll take you to get chicken parmesan anywhere you want to go. And she's like, I want to go somewhere in South Philadelphia. So he takes him to one of the fucking old spots in South Philly, gets her like takeout, and she eats the takeout in the in the um, limo. And then she goes right on stage and kicks ass. Huh. OK, yeah, I read that in today. Well, actually, it was one of the articles that I sent you. OK, yeah. But Jerry Blavitt's just a South Philadelphia hero and him to be like associated live aid with Madonna and the story. It's all good. That's also an
1: interesting point, too, that we should talk about that. There was a lot of like other celebrities like. Jack Nicholson was like, oh, announcing yeah. people on stage. Yeah. And, right. There's all these other kind of important people. Like, yeah. Jerry Blavitt, man. If you went, if you live in Philadelphia, he's been on the radio for 50 years. Ever.
2: Yeah. With, with Jerry's famous poor was playing the B side of singles. So like whatever, you know, was the hit was on the A side and the B side was just like a B song. We still call it a B song. You know so he made some of those songs at first look at things you know when he was like a radio disc jockey at midnight would you know he would get a time slot wherever he could and not get paid anything yeah but he but he made all these songs popular in Philadelphia and then you know it got around the country slowly, you know he's yeah he's a great uh, Philadelphia icon
1: yeah very important part of the Philadelphia music scene. Madonna plays and then Petty Tom Petty plays after it and after her. And he does American Girl, The Waiting, Rebels and Refugees Just four, just pow, 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 just hits. Yeah. Amazing. He was OK. Yeah, he was.
2: Yeah. It, dude, you got to remember how hot it was that day. And yeah, no sound check. And you just go out there and, you know.
1: Yeah. Just, At the petty, Kenny Loggins comes out. He just plays Footloose and he splits another classic 80s.
2: Oh, dude, dude! I've seen the footage of that. People are going apeshit. Yeah, and
1: then the cars come out, and they, we haven't talked about the cars at all. I don't. Eh. Do, you, do you like eh. them? I, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm the same way, man. I'm like, all There's right, not
2: much to talk about. I mean, I guess there is, if you want a, a song about, I mean, a bummer story about their one of their singers died of AIDS.
1: Yeah, I, some people. It just seems like people that are into them are really into the cars. I just, I don't know. They don't rock cool very band. much. Yeah, yeah they're. If i gotten old, as I've gotten older, I'm more like appreciated, But I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever sat down and listened
2: to them before or anything else. You may think she's great. What it? That's a good song. Yeah. Who's gonna drive you home? That's a great fucking song. Yeah.
1: Drive. Drive is a cool song. I don't know, man. It's just like melodic kind of '80s stuff. but I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. They're okay. Yeah. Neil Young comes out next. Uh, I I have a love hate relationship with uh, Neil Young. God, um, he does "Needle and the Damage Done," which is a cool song, but that's also like, I'd another piss and a beer song. People, if you're out a you're at a rock concert with a hundred thousand people and you've been out all day in the ninety five degree heat, you're probably getting up to uh, go find some water somewhere.
2: Yeah, I would definitely go during Neil Young.
1: Yeah, and he's kind of an asshole. Well, yeah, I,
2: exactly. I shouldn't say it.
1: he's on the board at Pantheon. I probably shouldn't, uh, just shouldn't uh, trash him too hard because he's
2: really listening to our show.
1: I'm sure he is, along with all yeah. the celebrities. We yes. got the warden. We got the warden. We got Omar, and we got Neil Young. Yes, in that order. <laughs> probably, probably Omar first, but
2: Omar's the man.
1: Yeah. Alright, the next band that comes up, and I think I want to play something by them, and that's the band Power
2: Station. I had yeah, came it. out and rocked the fuck out of it.
1: I had no idea who this was. I'm like, who the fuck is Power Station? So I look yeah. into it, and this is, this is, you know, alright, so it was a super group, and Power Station was the guys, couple guys from Duran Duran. It was the drummer from Chic, and it was Robert Palmer, the addicted to love yeah. guy. And yeah. then when Robert Palmer split before this album came out, he was like, dude, Power Station's a big deal. I'm going to go make a solo album. And he's replaced by the guy who plays Murdoch on MacGyver. That's <laughs> <laughs> the singer, which is not quite as um, uh, Colonel Decker playing tambourine yeah, on 18. the Elvis comeback. Right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I still thought it was, I was like, okay, man, that's, you know, I got a little bit of them. I got to, here's get it on. Not a lot of T-rex. singing, but it's still yeah, yeah, it's a T Rex song. So um I
2: think amazing. I
1: would have liked I would have liked a little bit better with Robert Palmer singing. He had a great voice, man.
2: He's fucking awesome. He's a fucking rock star, dude. Yeah, he was cool.
1: Yeah. Uh the Thompson twins come on. They do
2: Hold and Me Now. Fucking awesome, dude. They sounded great. Yeah. They you did, know What else did they did they play that night?
1: They did Revolution by the yes, Beatles. That's what I was, was fucking getting with, to. With Madonna and Niall Rogers from chic and some other people doing it behind them. Let's play a little bit of that. It is kind of cool. They rocked the hell out of it. <laughs> Dude,
2: it's really I, good. Oh, I wish I was watching that with you right now because I know how much Billy's rock and like JFK's just rocking when, when they're doing that, man. Yeah. The guy
1: playing guitar is uh, Steve Stevens. He's um Billy yeah. Idol's lead guitar player. And he's yeah. playing with his teeth. And he's really, it's awesome. Really, really cool.
2: Yeah, definitely go check it out.
1: Yeah. And everybody knows that, you know, Hold Me Now, that that great this song. Is a great, it's a great pop song, but
2: that cover. For them to come yeah. out and do Revolution like that is yeah. Pretty cool, man.
1: Yeah, Nile Rogers from Chic. I know we, we mentioned that they've been up for the Rock and Roll he's Hall great. of Fame like 11 times, but he's awesome.
2: They um, should just put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's him. in.
1: He is in as like a star. Oh, writer, okay. As a collaborator or something. So he's
2: amazing. Go yeah. look up all the shit he's done.
1: Yeah, he's almost like single handedly responsible for like the disco movement, too. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, Clapton comes out next. By now, Phil Collins has landed in the United States. Phil Collins sits down and performs with clapton uh what they play white room she, she's waiting and there's like a 20 minute version of, or 10 minute version of layla and then Fuck phil him. collins
2: he comes out
1: Phil collins and performs his uh own he does against all odds again he does in the air tonight again the same two songs he played in the uk they're equally as shitty and then we get to the big the big thing is we're we're on the back end here wrapping up the zeppelin reunion With Bill Collins on drums, dude. This is like
2: ball, man.
1: This is not on uh, Led Zeppelin has refused to allow this to ever be released on anything. Yes, because it was so bad. You have to mention how big of a deal this was, because it was the first performance since John Bonham died, right? That they've ever had. But Robert Plant called their performance a fucking atrocity. And if we learned, if we learned anything. From the Led Zeppelin episode, it's that they're great at blaming other people around them. <laughs> and Jimmy Page has been ripping Phil Collins in the press for 30 years. He said Phil Collins didn't rehearse. He wasn't talented enough to play the beginning of rock and roll. And he spent the entire concert bashing away cluelessly and just grinning like a
2: monkey. No, he looks like an asshole behind there. He does. He, he, he looks clueless. When it's like, if you're a drummer, you should be able to sit down and play the beginning of rock and roll like nothing. That's like the most recognizable beginning of any fucking song, man. That fucking come on.
1: But in his defense, uh, so then Phil Collins came out and said Robert Plant was like completely out of shape. Jimmy Page was all jacked up and he's like, I wanted to get up and just walk out if I could have. And then Phil Collins admitted that his quote unquote rehearsal was he listened to Stairway to Heaven on his Walkman uh on the plane ride over. What an idiot. so so it was it was a mess. Did they Phil even co- do stairway? They did do stairway. They did rock and roll, whole lot of love, and stairway to heaven. It's oh. really bad, man. Uh let's see if I can fucking Uh, I'm not a drummer man. I can hear that. That's way out of sync.
2: Yeah, it's not at that time. uh, Phil Collins wasn't much of a drummer man. I don't know what makes him think he can get up there and do that shit. He was just like, take a look at me now, fucking version of Phil Collins. Right, he's played with Sting. Go up there. Yeah,
1: he's played with Sting. He's played with Clapton. He's played with Zeppelin, and it's yeah. Out of all these out of all this, is that, that had to be the biggest, like holy shit, Led Zeppelin's got back together, they're playing in this. And it awful.
2: Phil Collins yeah. wanted to be like the Dave Grohl of the 80s.
1: Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Except his you know, his wife. Remember to get divorced, his wife said he smells real bad. And,
2: I'm sure he's a uh, limey, he's a smelly Yeah. yeah. They don't she's use like deodorant,
1: bro. She's like he's impotent and he smells real bad. He doesn't shout. He he hasn't bathed in months and everything. So <laughs> Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, uh, oh, whatever. Duran yeah. Duran. I thought Duran Duran was just kind of eh. fucking.
2: What they sounded eh? Yeah. Do you like them? Do you like yeah, their? I, I like. Do. I like
1: the band. I just didn't think they were that. Good. I thought
2: they brought it when really? I watched this. During, I was really impressed by their set. Okay. It was like the first time they played in over a year. They like had like one rehearsal to get it together. And they brought out and they made her a hell of a rock and roll show.
1: All right, dude. I'll play a little bit of View to a Kill off the fantastic James Bond movie with the magnificent yes. Christopher Walken.
2: Mm. I, yeah, hear you. I, I don't know. I like them. I think it was uh, to our listeners if they were watching it, they'd probably get a better idea because it's just, you know, I don't know. It's just okay. The thing with Duran Duran was that they were kind of fashion rock. You know, like their their look of them, uh, you know, their, what yeah. they were wearing was a big part of their sound.
1: He could sing, man, though. Yeah. Simon, yeah. The oh, Simon. Yeah. He's got a huge voice.
2: And uh, what's the bass player's name? He's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember his name.
1: My Duran Duran knowledge ends with uh, Simon LeBon.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know. Uh, Patty LaBelle, She comes out another another Philly Philly girl singer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay. Hall and Oates again. Another Philly Philly they artist. Come out
2: and they rot the hell out of it.
1: He's dude Daryl Hall. has got the biggest '80s mullet feathered yes. hair. You know,
2: going. They were huge, man. That's how big they were. They were fucking closing kind of live aid.
1: Right. There's only two acts left or three yeah. acts left. But yeah, they're they're so you opened with the Hooters and you're closing with Hall and Oates. And uh Who you know, did
2: Hall and Oats bring out?
1: David Ruffin from the Four Tops and yes. Eddie Kendricks. They did that whole uh, they did the they whole did a whole, like, they did a whole medley.
2: It's That's, very cool.
1: Yeah, I they was just—they gonna...
2: do all the moves, all the like uh, with the microphones. uh they must put a lot of rehearsal into that. they bring it yeah i remember watching that when watching it during the pandemic and i was like now this is fucking cool these these two white guys got sold you know with these heavy hitters you know and uh they really had a great time up there you could see they were having fun
1: really cool uh after them Mick jagger comes out like yeah if that's you haven't had enough Mick jagger is is cool he does you know miss you and some other stuff then he brings out tina fucking turner yes and they cover it's only rock and roll it's so good
2: yeah it's fucking awesome i don't know what else to say
1: And at some point, he rips his shirt off. He yeah. just takes his shirt off and he dance with her. And she is just
2: da- like she's controlling she was that crowd. The way she's awesome.
1: dancing.
2: Uh, <laughs> she was so awesome, dude. So like, he like rips her dress off. He like rips the leather dress off of her. And she's wearing some kind of dancers, leotard kind of thing. Um, yeah, she is a rock star. I man. love her, man. I love, she's- love, love Tina. Did you watch that? Sure. The thing about I sure her? did. I haven't.
1: Wa- I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have
2: to watch it. It's what she's been through and unbelievable that she overcame what she has.
1: And we gave Ike Turner. I think Ike Turner's been the shitbag of the week many twice times. On our it show. sucks.
2: Yeah. He he invented rock and roll, and he's he the did shit he's bag a, of the he, world, he's
1: a dirt bag. Yeah. And then and then the next last artist man so Dylan comes out. Ugh. Dylan comes out. He plays with Keith Richards and
2: Ronnie Ronnie Woods and it's a fucking train wreck from the moment they get on stage. Keith and Ronnie are are hammered. That's an understatement. Yeah. They're like and it's so fucking humid out. Bob Dylan's strings break in the middle of the fucking song. And Ronnie Wood is like Johnny on the spot and gives Bob his, his guitar, guitar
1: and then he just plays like air guitar.
2: Yeah, yeah. And he has a cigarette in his mouth. He's like everybody they were the story was that they were in the green room all day especially like they were like egging on like Mick and they're like oh fuck Mick like kind of thing and they're just like drinking and drinking and drinking and they get up there and they fuck up like the the whole in front of the whole world like here's Bob Dylan same like you know the the, the voice of millions and he gets up there and he just drops the fucking right. ball
1: and he's also closing fucking live. In.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he. I think he dropped the ball. He's
1: the last artist of like the whole 16 hours. He's the last one he uh, sat around. Yeah,
2: it seemed like he sat around for 16 hours and drank, which just play how bad it is. All right, here you go.
3: How many years had a mountain exist before it's washed to the sea How many years have some people exist before they're alive to be free? How many times does a man
2: turn his back? I don't even understand why Keith's out there and Ron. They don't even—I don't know.
1: It's like on top; like the music's on top of each other too. It's not even like in sync. Oh my together. god, dude!
2: I mean, it did sound that bad of the piece that we're listening to. But, dude, there's moments that are fucking, uh, ing- like, oh, I can't watch yeah. a fucking car wreck. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, man. And then at the end, everybody comes out and they do USA for Africa. They do We Are the World. And that's it,
2: man. I love We Are the World. Yeah, man. Live Aid. and <laughs> JFK, until the day they knocked it down, they had the Live Aid banner up. Until the day they knocked it down, mm. I remember seeing it as a kid.
1: Oh, you know what else, man? So they had all these little. The big shows were in London and Philly, but there was also these yes. little satellite shows in like Austria, Russia, Germany, Australia, Yugoslavia, Denmark, and Japan. And
2: I saw a awesome in excess yes um, performance in Australia.
1: Yes, in excess, and BB King performed in like uh, yes. the Hague in like Denmark.
2: Which I thought was really cool. Those were a great performance. Oh, I was just watching it in excess uh, set, and man, Michael Hutchins, man, what a great fucking singer he was. That was
1: the first unbelievable The first concert I ever went to was in excess. They were they
2: were great. That's oh, I'm sure they fucking brought. Yeah, it, dude. I was a
1: I was a really really big fan when I was in high school. Really, yeah, they're,
2: they're they're they great band. All right,
1: man, let's move on to the back end of the show. I got hang on, I got a new exit bumper for us. Check this out as right. we go on to music. Yeah. That's, that's some industry term. Do it one more time. Right, here you go. One more time. Bumper some industry term. Here you go.
2: Right. right on. All right. This is Kurt Loader, <laughs> and I'm bringing you
1: MTV News. <laughs> uh, some second thoughts. I got Phil from Pennsylvania. So, love the podcast. I'm listening to the amazing movie soundtracks episode. Tiny Dancer in wow. Almost Famous is my choice for the perfect song placement. Also, in your eyes, some say anything. And by the way, yes. you guys skipped the Big Chill soundtrack.
2: I know. shit. Did we skip that fucking soundtrack? We might
1: have, dude. It was episode three. Uh, episode- I didn't.
2: I didn't like. I didn't like tell you how that's like my favorite soundtrack of all time. Maybe you
1: did talk. Wow. about I don't know. It was episode three, dude. It was. It was. Yeah, two something years I, ago. I th-
2: dude, I remember how big the Big Chill soundtrack was you couldn't we couldn't keep it in the in the record store it was off the shelf all the time
1: that was a episode we did before we even played music on the show
2: yes wow that that guy opened the uh, the vault yeah going deep in the
1: vault yeah it's actually a friend of mine that I uh, I play softball with started listening to us so oh, right. yeah all right music news i got two things first jeff beck so jeff beck died yes. of meningitis at age 78 he was one of the first gunslingers of the guitar. He was with the Yardbirds yeah. and the Jeff Beck group. Bex Bolero is one of the first heavy metal riffs. And he was a really big session guy, man. He was on Blaze of Glory by John Bon. Jovi, yes, he was. But I didn't know until on I, that before. whole album. I saw the
2: blue media. That whole that that? soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He played on Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. He played with Bowie. He played with Ozzy. And he played with Kate Bush. Ugh.
2: Well, we all make
1: mistakes?
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. And the other one was uh, John Fogerty finally acquired the rights to CCR's music. So Good for him. Creedence signed a really bad contract in the 60s and didn't own the rights for their own music. To the point that Fogerty famously wrote a song criticizing their old manager and then was sued because the song he wrote sounded like a CCR song. So he was sued for plagiarizing himself. And wow, Fogarty refused to play Creedence songs for like for years,
2: sure, absolutely.
1: So, uh, he finally got the maybe, yeah, he finally got the, the rights back. It was pretty interesting, though. The guy that ripped them off was also a film producer, and he used the money from the CCR albums to he produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, The English Patient, and Amadeus. So, like, really big, oh, wow. kind of weird, but that is weird. Yeah. Anyway, love those movies. Yeah, love
2: all those guys. a
1: guy was a shit bag, though. The way he ripped them off, but you know, we here, we'll yeah. give up. It's a guy's named Saul Zenz. Yeah, we'll get him too. Shit bag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. All right, ah. and now it's time for the electric chair. And I got something for the electric chair. So, as I was researching Live Aid, there was a thing called Norwegian Band Aid, and they did a song called All of Us. I don't even know who this is, who these artists are. I assumed it was, I thought it was going to be like ABBA or some other shit. They did this like charity song. I was going to play it as we're starting. It's so bad. The piano sounds bad. The keyboard. It's all these like.
3: There's a new wind going. Great things are taking place. <laughs> but a lot of effort spent. With the spread of water
1: space. It's a lot of mullets and bad haircuts and
2: uh, Are they singing in English? I'm having a hard time hearing
3: it.
2: Uh, they're singing in English, alright.
3: Every woman and
2: I'm
1: sure these are all You're you. These are probably famous pick- people, but
2: Remember, remember the Simpsons episode when Bart fell uh, down the well? Yes. And, and, the, and the fucking the baseball guys right. back there singing fucking.
1: I was thinking of uh, Married Children when he joins Old Aid and they sing and uh, yeah. Al Bundy plays Axel Bundy and he's playing a hoagie. It's so.
3: It's,
2: <laughs> you love Mary With uh, dude It's bro. the greatest show ever. Yeah. This is- I have to I have to start watching it again. This is bad.
1: It's really terrible. I'm like, like-
2: I wish I could see the video. Uh, all
1: right. I okay.
2: We sentence you to death. And <laughs> never gets old, let dude.
1: The, let the people fucking starve if that's what I'm gonna listen to. Shit.
2: Oh, oh my god. Come on. So, all right. Everybody's gotta eat. Yeah.
1: All right. So that's a wrap on episode 56, man. If you want to check out more live eight, it's on YouTube and Spotify. We're gonna put links in our show notes of both of them since we didn't do a playlist this time. You can also go to the show notes to see links to our Facebook and our Twitter accounts, our website at Prisoners of Rock and Roll, and our email address is show at prisoners of rock and roll.com. We love getting feedback, and we read almost all of it on the air. And if you're out in Philadelphia, stop in the McCusker's Tavern at Seventeenth and Shunk Streets. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode, man. I think we're already. I think we're gonna tackle the music of 1993 next, right?
2: Yeah, man. We're I have my favorite episode of the year when we do something like that, bro. Wait until, you, dude. There's so much shit on the on the horizon for us and our listeners.
1: Yay. I am excited, dude. So. All right, then. Hi, right, man. We'll be back in two weeks.
2: Keep on rockin'. Peace out.